Hello and welcome back to the Post Match Pint podcast. Uh, this week's a bit of a different one. Um, I'm finally back in Newcastle and me and Sam Pennington are recording together, finally first to first. Hopefully the first of many to come, especially with the lads now joining up together um, as the restrictions get tighter. Uh, this week we're going to cover many topics, one of them being um, should Harry Kane leave Tottenham Hotspur um, along with the natural news flow that we usually take. Um, yeah, so with me this week, Mr Sam Pennington. Sam, how are you? Not bad, how are you mate? Yeah, very good, it's good to be back. Um, Is it? <laughs> well, we say that. Um, so yeah, I think we should just get straight into it. I think um, we're not going to go over all the FA Cup results. Obviously, there's the obvious um, Man City winning 2-0. Um, Southampton also won, Chelsea also won. I think they're all relatively normal results, no real wow, so-and-so has been beaten there. There was a game on Sunday, though, um, where Manchester United got beat 3-1. Um, I just want to quickly dip into what you think about that. That's um, That was, for me, one of the only titles you could potentially have got this year given how strong Europa League competition still is. Not saying that you, I don't think you will win the competition, but I do think that was your easiest chance at silverware. Um, what do you think of that? I, I disagree. I think the FA Cup, you've got Chelsea and City, who are still in there, who, obviously, since Tuchel's come in, Chelsea have been fantastic, and uh, City are City. So I think, actually, the, the most likely trophy that we're going to get is the Europa League. And I think, given, you know... The fact that we've got Granada in the next in the next round, which is great, uh, and then yeah, we've got a d- difficult semi final if we get through that against Rome or Ajax. I think I think we've got a good chance for the Europa League, and yeah, I, it's obviously disappointing with um, the result because I think the players look knackered. I think they look yeah. absolutely dead on the feet, and to be honest, I'm very much Ollie in, but Brendan Rodgers out. Well outsmarted Oli this yeah. weekend I think it was clear to see well we watched the game together didn't we and yeah. for the whole 90 minutes it seemed well it was a boring game I even I have to admit that and I'll actually I, as much as I don't like to admit I actually quite enjoy watching Manchester United play sometimes and that's awful to say from a Leeds fan <laughs> um, but the game itself were a bit boring it was very cagey for the first half hour or so mm. Um <laughs> Team selection again for Ollie. I don't understand why one week he makes an excellent team selection and the next he's completely out. Um, Tellez started. There was no um, Bruno. Rashford's injured, right? Mm, yeah, he has a knock. Right. Yeah. So no Rashford, obviously. Um, Van der Beek started. Matic and Fred both started, which is never a good connection. No. Um, and obviously shown that for one of the goals, Fred gave the ball away. <sighs> Um, how is he? How is how he is a professional footballer? I've got no idea. Well, I mean, you have to kind of blame Maguire as well. I've seen over. I've seen shots of the how mm. the ball was played, mm. um, and although the ball would have been easier to play out to Wan Bissaka or even mm. Tellez, Maguire should never be it's, playing that ball anywhere. Don't get me started on Maguire. I mean, yeah. that the fact that he's playing in Fred, who's got his back to a player coming up to him. Mm-hmm. Put him under that pressure, literally just outside the sixteen yard box. It's just like it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like that goal went in and kind of you didn't recover really. It was yeah. a bit. It was a bit odd. Um, like I would say we watched it together, and I think team selections let you down there. Mm. Um, I think Ollie's been excellent all year in terms of managing. 
But on some occasions when you get big, his team selection lets him down. But I think I think a lot of that's got to do with with the squad depth. I yeah. think like if you look at the look at the summary bad where you're expecting an overhaul and adding strength and depth, and you've got yeah you've got Van der Beek, but he's not trusted him. Yeah. He's had an injury. Pog Pog has been out. The players are running to the round. So yeah. obviously Bruno didn't start. He was on the bench. Yeah, he was on the yeah he was yeah, on the yeah. bench. Um, just double checking there because he starts every game, doesn't he? <laughs> um, but yeah, like the players absolutely dead on the feet, and I think you have to, you have to rotate because otherwise you've got no chance. But I think that's what cost us in the end because, yeah, I think I think if we actually had a good summer and a good transfer window, and we actually get it's not going to happen knowing our board, but you know if you get four or five players who so can actually either be first team players or coming off the bench and adding that strength and depth. I think you'll have a different United because you can rotate and it's quality. We don't have any quality. Yeah, I've I've seen a lot this week um, on YouTube and in the news and stuff like that, um, particularly from like Stretford Paddock and things like that, that Martial's time's up. It seems that United are getting sick of him now. He's been brought in as a youth talent. When he first came mm. in, he was fantastic. Mm. And he's not excelled at all. I mean, I mean, look at last year. Like, he had his... Best best season last year. And it was a bang average season, really, when you it, think about it. Yeah, it was a bang average season for, well, I wouldn't say that for on a, on a team point of view. I mean, the fact that we got third hmm. from where we were, mm-hmm. I think is is class. But Martial and Rashford were scoring also fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, the front three of Rashford, Martial and Mason Greenwood had more goals than the Liverpool front three. So that yeah, says yeah. it all. So like they were all on fire, all young players, and you expect him to kick on. But you've got Rashford, who has kicked on, I think, this season. I think he's taking charge in the games, but we spoke about that a couple of weeks back. But Marcia has completely regressed. I, I don't know if it's a confidence thing or if he's just fed up. Yeah. Because, yeah, he, at this point now, I mean, what is he, 24, 25? He needs to be getting to that next yeah. level, and he's yeah. not doing it. I'm not. We're not going to go into loads of detail about where we think Martial's going to go. It, like I say, it just seems like his time's up at United. Absolutely. Um, and it's time to bring in a relative replacement for Martial that's going to score goals. The fact that you brought in Edison Cavani um, before the season started also shows United's prospect of going forward. In mm. fact, that Edison Cavani is a proven goal scorer. They clearly had no... You know, they they didn't think that Martial was the man for the whole season. No, he's, let's, yeah, he's an outlet. Yeah, that's the thing. Let's bring let's bring Cavani in to score the goals when we need him, and that's kind of what he's done for the majority of the season. Obviously, now he's unhappy. There's rumours of him mm. wanting to go to Boca Juniors and things like that. Yeah, which is completely fine. You know, like he's what? How old is he now? He's got to be late. 30, 33, 34. Yeah, so he's like Something like that. Coming to the end of his career, pretty yeah. much. Like, oh, yeah. I don't blame him. Very, very similar to what Carlos Tevez does. Like, when Carlos Tevez got to a certain age and he was just like, I cannot be bothered playing at this level anymore. I'm yeah. going to go home kind of thing. I think I think you, you tend to get that with the Argentinian players. Yeah, no, you, you do, you, definitely. You do. And not Argentinian players, but so obviously Cavani's Uruguayan. But you know that like South, South American, American yeah, players, yeah, like they, they tend to go back, which... Which I get. I think the weather's probably nicer. The culture's different, and I think playing in England's going to be. It's been like thing. that for years. It's been like, yeah. so, like the South American culture. Mm. When players come across, 
it's been reported for years that they just struggle to settle in and I wonder why that is. I'd love to do like an episode mm. on why they struggle to settle in. It's just odd sometimes why they don't. Yeah, I think... Well, look at look at um, Aguero. Yeah. I Aguero, mean, well, Aguero's settled in but like you say, like he still, you, lives in a, he still lives in a flat by himself. His wife yeah. and kids are here. Like he must but, miss yeah, home. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, I reckon obviously he's leaving City at the end of the season. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to, no, back I to South America. I wouldn't. I think, I think he's either going to go... To, back to South America or back to Atletico and then his career will then just slowly dewind from there talks to Luis Savares going back to Liverpool yeah there's all sorts and it's going on like I said coming coming to this end of the season it's exciting especially with the Euros coming up as well Mm. Um, we're going to we're going to quickly go through some of the news from this week like I said at the start there is barely any because it's an international break we all hate it but we're just going to have to go with what? it. England versus San Marino. Awful. No, that's tonight. What a game. That's tonight. We could, we could, we could <laughs> be recording next week having San Marino won their first game or something like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the, the main headline in the news this week is that um, Chef United's owners come out and basically tarnished um, Chris Wilder's role for many years. So basically, obviously I know you don't know a lot about Chef United and like the lower league clubs, which mm. is completely fine. Um, so basically, Chris Wilder has been, the only reason why I know so much is because I hate Sheffield United. So I've looked into it loads. Yeah, they're so, a club for me. No, so. so Chris Wilder got brought in as kind of like, a, similar to Oli, like mm. the fans love him, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, you've seen as a god across York, Yorkshire, sorry, for ages, right? Chef United played really well in the first Premier League season. It only put his reputation up further and further with the fans, which is fair enough. They performed really well. This season, they've been caught out. They didn't recruit in the summer. Their owner is notoriously pretty bad with splashing cash. And Chris Wilder's come out before and basically says, I'm not getting the recruitment that I need, blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of was his excuse for being so poor this year. So, obviously, Chris Wilder stepped back by mutual consent. Chris Wilder has left Sheffield United, blah, blah, blah. This week, um, Sheffield United's owners come out and basically tarnished um, Wilder's reign at the club and says that he tried to resign twice. Mm. So basically, I don't, I'm six one half the dozen of it. I don't know if it's true mm. or I don't know if the owner is trying to win back the fans a little bit given that Chris Wilder and, the, and what the club is currently in. So I'm mm. a bit 50-50. So basically, he said that he's tried to resign twice, and he's also asked for a four million pound payout. Um, and basically, their owner says, "Why would I pay you four million pound when you've resigned and I've not sacked you? Mm. You decided to end your contract early. I've not decided to end mm. your contract early. Um, obviously, you have to. You have to sympathise with Chris Wilder a bit because the team that he loves isn't performing." Mm. Or the team that he's, he states to have loved isn't performing and he's decided that he's going to resign. I, you know what, though? I think, in my opinion, I think Chris Wilder's done a great job. I mean, Sheffield United had no right being as high up on the table as they were last year. Yeah. They, were, they, were, they did really well. And the fact that the players, obviously, yeah, they've lost Dean Henderson to United and some others. But I think when your team that, obviously, it's like Leeds United this year, where they come up and they want to be, you know, mid-table, solid not have a chance to be in a relegation battle and they then overperform. Yeah. I think the complacency comes in mm-hmm. and I think Chris Wilder is obviously yeah, he's a Sheffield United legend, but he doesn't have the you know, the noose, mm-hmm. the tactical noose to like 
turn those players around and get them obviously put the carrot in front of the nose well Chris Wilder Sheffield uh, United are getting relegated let's be honest mm. Chris Wilder would have been the perfect man to get them back up the fans are behind him the players definitely like him mm. I think there is a bit of tit for tat for with owner and manager mm. but there is always that at a club yeah absolutely there's that at United there's that at, uh, maybe not at City Pep Guardiola's pretty um Pretty in links with with their owners. Sicky Bergestan. Yeah. But there's there's people. Every, manager and owner should be like chalk and cheese. That's how clubs work and how the well how businesses work. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunately how football's going at the minute. I think he's come out and said this to try and gain some fans back. Because um, at the time when Wilder left, obviously I know a few Sheffield United fans. They were they were gutted and they couldn't understand why he'd left. Um, they kind of thought he'd been pushed before mm. he'd jumped, kind of thing. Um, so yeah, we. It's an odd one. I'm sure it's going to unwind at the minute. They've got Paul Heckingbottom in, who used to manage Leeds United. Who it just makes my my days even happier knowing that he's managing that club. Um, <laughs> we've got them next as well. Watch it. They could beat us, so that should be fun. Obviously, we'll cover that again. I don't know. It's the Yorkshire Derby and it's the first game they've had in a while where they're going to be like, right, let's get ourselves up for this, blah, blah, blah. I, 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 to be honest, I can't really see that. I think, I mean, Sheffield United, <laughs> as you said, going down, they've had, yeah, well, they've but, got 14 points this season. Yeah. I mean, they've won four games. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, but it's, you've got to think, it, like I say, it's a Yorkshire Derby. It's a brand new manager who used to manage Leeds. He didn't leave Leeds on the best of foots. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. everything's going to be thrown at that game. Like, yeah. almost like, um, like a, right lads were relegated, let's get one big result before we go down kind of thing. I think if you have, I don't think they've got any of the big, like, six... No. Anyway, I think they've played them all now, I'm pretty sure. I think I could I be wrong. I think we might be playing them. Oh, really? I think right. we might be playing them at some point. But uh, I agree that it would be a good game if there were fans in the ground. I think the fact yeah. that COVID night, obviously there's no fans there. I don't think the players... I, well, they clearly don't have the drive that they did last year. I think they're on their arse. And I yeah. think, yeah, okay, new manager might have an impact, but... Well, I, I think he's only he's only in temporarily. Um, they don't yeah, they don't know who he's gonna. Yeah, but they need gonna... they need to impress, don't they? Obviously, for the end of the season to get to get games, but yeah. I I just can't see it. I think you'll walk over them. Yeah, let's hope so. Anyway, let's move on to the main topic of the podcast now. Um, a lot of media talking about this week if Harry Kane should leave Tottenham Hotspur. Um, first, I'm gonna ask you what you think about Kane leaving Tottenham and then we'll go through the sections of like what we've what we think obviously we had a chat before and why, what, we, what we think would tempt Kane from leaving mm. if I was to say to you at the end of the season Harry Kane has said to Tottenham he's leaving firstly where do you think he would go and why do you think he would go I think it's two clubs obviously uh, that come to mind and that's Real Madrid and United us yeah. um I think he's a fit for United. Mm-hmm. You know, England's number nine, prolific goal scorer, exciting player. And if this was Alex Ferguson, who's the manager of United, I think it would be nailed on yeah. that Harry Kane would be coming to United. And we're looking for a striker. I mean, we're linked with Haaland. Talks are there are that we're not getting into that circus and it's all media. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if we go for him. Um, the only thing is Levy. Uh-huh. You know, Daniel Levy, he's... <sighs> notoriously bad to work with so I could see him going to Madrid 
But then the question is Benzema. Benzema's playing brilliantly at the minute. So do they need him? So it's a difficult one, for I think, for Harry Kane because he's obviously going to cost, what, 80 million or above? I think it'd be worth more than that. Do you? Yeah. Well, he's 27. Nah. And he's... Is how long has he got on his contract left? Do you know? I think it's nearly up. But I don't think there's long left. See, so that, that's the thing. Like, obviously, the value is going to go They're going to have to take... From my my point of view is that Daniel Levy is, is an excellent businessman and he's one of the best owners in the league. Um, but sometimes can be rash on making decisions and selling players, especially mm. with Ericsson and things like that. Obviously, mm. Ericsson's nowhere near the level of what Harry Kane is. Mm. On his day, given a good season, Harry Kane's the best striker in the world. Probably, yeah. The best goal-for-goal goal striker in the world. Obviously, yeah. you could argue Lewandowski and things like that. Lewandowski has been fucking unbelievable for years. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, part of me thinks that he loves Tottenham and he'll stay no matter what. He's said loads of times that he's a Tottenham fan. Obviously, there's all them photos of him in the Arsenal shirts yeah, as a kid and stuff like that. But mate, there's, there's fucking photos of me in Spurs kits as a kid and stuff like that. Yeah, me, Juve and yeah, like, City. You can't, <laughs> you can't just say to someone, no, you're not a fan of the club. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, look look at Jamie Carragher. Jamie Carragher was an Everton fan, played, yeah. for, played for Liverpool for years. John Terry was a United yeah, fan, exactly. Sterling as well. So you can't, you can't say, oh, he's being pictured in an Arsenal shirt. He's an Arsenal mm. fan. It's just not true. Take it about what he says. Yeah. And I think that's one of the only things that will leave him at the actual club. I can't see it. No, I can't see that. Daniel Levy don't have the pull in a in. Well, he does have the pull, but I don't think he has enough to influence Kane to say please stay. Blah blah blah, and I don't think he'll shed out any more money because he'll know, cash in now on Kane. I know it'll be painful for him to leave, but if I cash in now, I'll be able to bring someone in. Exactly, and I think that's that's what's going to happen because look, at the end of the day, they had a great manager in Pochettino who got them to the Champions League final. That was a really good, exciting team to watch yeah. where you thought, this team's going to kick on and challenge. They get rid of Pochettino because of, I don't know, wasn't it that internal thing with Vertonghen and Ericsson where there was like a John Terry. There was for a while that um, Pochettino lost the dressing room for that issue. And I also think that, I also think that Levy got rid of him again naively thinking that mm-hmm. we'd, got, we'd got so far in terms of they were in cup finals. They were challenge. They were nearly challenging for Premier League titles. Yeah, things exactly. like that. Yeah. And I think they saw a more decorated manager in Mourinho come free, mm. and Levy took the hasty decision to say, "Right, we're getting rid of Poch. Yeah, we're bringing in Mourinho." I think that decision was made way before Poch got sacked. Oh yeah, hundred percent. They put they, they get the feelers out, but I think obviously going to going from that, you've got Pochettino, who's a who's a great manager, one of the best managers in world football. Taking this team to the next level, yeah, they fell at the last hurdle, but you can see the development there. They get Mourinho in with a mm. promise, oh, he's going to win or something. He's going to win whatever, even if, not, even if it's not the Premier League. Get us into a final, win an FA Cup, Europa League, whatever. He hasn't done that. He hasn't delivered. He's, he's on borrowed time there. Yeah. And you got to ask, Harry Kane's got to ask himself the question, I'm coming into my prime of my career. I've not won anything. I need to go and win something. Well, Harry Kane said loads of times that he see he wants to get to the athletic level of Messi and Ronaldo. With him saying that, that also means that he's he's said or he's thought about saying 
I want to win as many trophies as Messi and Ronaldo, <laughs> or at least, I mean, oh, well, it? no, it's not, but being at least close to getting that. Mm. Currently, he's sat on zero trophies. Mm. Um, a club that he claims to love, which is fair enough. Right. Fans will hate will hate to see him go, but you can't blame him. Right. It's like it's like me with Calvin Phillips. Calvin Phillips left. He's a he's a homegrown talent. He's mm. from the club, but. Am I aware that in a few years' time he's probably going to be too good for Leeds United? If if obviously if we stay where we are now, mm. yeah, will I be angry if he left? Yeah, I would, but it'd be more upset than angry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's like when Ronaldo left us. Yeah, exactly. It was one of those things like you knew it was coming. You obviously got it. Well, you've been through that yourself. You'll understand yeah. like, that actual feeling. I've well, never been through that, so I wouldn't well, know. yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, I have because Ronaldo obviously back then was best player in the league best player in the world absolute talisman of the club and you're kind of in a situation where Real Madrid arguably the biggest club in the world mm. they probably are and it was always his dream to go and then you leave and I remember I, I remember the day to this day mm. I remember being there and seeing the news coming on the United website because you didn't have social media then was <laughs> I, on the website on the website and I saw it that they agreed and I was, I was gutted oh. I was nearly close to tears I was like shit like, we lost him and then you kind of have to go through a whole rebuilding process. So Tottenham are going to have to be really smart if they sell him to get the right players well, in. Well, that's the thing. Like Tottenham, I feel like I've been planning for this for a few years because they mm. brought in Vinicius, mm. who's a good young talent. He's going to be a prospect in a few years. He's a striker, he's Brazilian. He fits exactly how Mourinho plays. Is For me, it's like... If Harry Kane leaves, they feel like they're already, they're already, um, ready to go, for that for that prospect. They're ready mm. for that. Um, obviously Vinicius is nowhere near as good as what what Harry Kane is currently, but he's young. Mm. Um, he's also a prat because he celebrated against <laughs> who did the oh they played Marine in like FA Cup third round or something like that, and he celebrated every goal he scored or something. You're like, yeah. oh god, mate, it's Marine. <laughs> um, that one where they had a uh, clop there and a, a, a clop yeah. <laughs> so he scored he scored against yeah. their keeper who were like fucking bin man or something like that he's <laughs> yeah. like doing the Mbappe like celebration like crossing his arms like mate get a grip uh, probably like on fucking more than everyone in that little that, city I reckon, that, I reckon George Paxson would be like that if he was a football player. George is definitely going to be like that when George yeah. scores on a Sunday when we play six aside he goes nuts like top off like whipping uh, it around yeah. <laughs> No, you don't. I'm joking. Uh, so yeah, I I feel like I feel like Spurs are prepared, kind of, for him to leave. Um, like I say, he has said for years that he wants to reach the level of Messi and Ronaldo, and he looks up to him. Obviously, he's never going to get there. No. Well, well, as far as we're concerned, he's not. He's too not. old. But yeah, exactly. But where do you think he's going to go? For me. I can see nowhere else but City. What? Yeah, I can see nowhere else but City. Or Real Madrid. I'm I'm stuck between both. City have made it very, very clear that Aguero is going to be leaving. 100%. He's ready Actually, to go. Actually, yeah, I could see City now. They came out the other day and said Danny Ings is coming in as his replacement. Or they're looking at him as a replacement. That's like... Danny Ings coming in to City is like replacing a supermodel with fucking... Granny. Your nan. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you, can't, you cannot replace Danny Ings with Sergio Aguero. Do you know what I mean? Nah. Mate, I he's mean, good. He's good. 
But he's, he's not Sergio he's, Aguero. Though. No, Come I on. mean like you got you got Gabriel Jesus. Like yeah, he's better. Well, than again, that. like for years, City had prepared for Aguero going. They brought in Gabriel Jesus. Hmm. They brought in the likes of Ferran Torres. Mm. and built like so Aguero's in the middle let's build round him mm. and as soon as Aguero goes we can just slot in whoever we want mm. City have proven this year they play better with no striker mm-hmm. or a false nine kind of formation that's, kind of. See, that's why I don't think Harry Kane will go City you see him all he doesn't fit their playing style I will admit doesn't, he doesn't no. fit their playing style and he certainly doesn't fit how Klopp, uh, how, Klopp how Pep plays mm. he doesn't um, Harry Kane is Playing to my feet, hold the ball up, put, bring other players in. You've seen that with how many goals Son scored this mm. year and things like that. Mm. Harry Kane is a type of player, though, that you bring him into a club, he's well worth changing your system over. And yeah. Pep is known for easily changing systems. Yeah, I would say that. Um, obviously, Pep, Pep's Pep tactically just knows what the times are and yeah. adapts to it. I mean, look at... How he's how he's developed as a manager of going from Barcelona to Bayern to City. Yeah. He's changed for every season and he's the best manager in world football. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. When obviously you say that the way that Harry Kane plays, don't you think him as a player would obviously trophies come first? He suits United system a lot more than he does anyone else's. Exactly and that, But that, I don't know if he suits that because Ollie's all his playing style and what he's implemented into the team is so robust. Mm. That he would fit in, even if he played twenty two other different styles. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, yeah, he's he's, he's a very cool. he's a very traditional Manchester United signing. Mm. Uh, but we're talking it. ten years ago. We're not yeah. talking modern day Manchester United. Exactly. And especially with the whole saga with Jadon Sancho, like I said this to you the other day, mm. with the whole saga with Jadon Sancho and how United dealt with that transfer policy and things mm. like that, it's. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's opened a lot more eyes than it has oh, yeah. than what Manchester United think. There's, there's going to be clubs all around the world that are going to be looking at Manchester United and how they fucked that move and say, hold on. Well, they brought in director of football, haven't they? Well, I mean, is he though? He's not, no. He's, he's underqualified. Internal, he's underqualified, he's internal. And fun fact, um, did you know this, that when Harlem was at Mulder... Mm. United were absolute favourites to get him. Mm. They, this is before he went to Salzburg, by the way. So when he was at Mulder with Solskjaer, all basically agreed, opened up the of the comms with uh, Ollie, recommendation, we're getting him. And then apparently, on the day that <laughs> he went to Salzburg, United actually offered a price, but then they didn't get the time difference right, and they called him an hour late. Right. So it didn't go through and they went to Salzburg instead and it was like... Who was director of football then? Didn't have one, but it was oh. John, It was the new director of football, John Murtaugh, however you say his name. He was the one who was actually in charge of that. At Manchester so, United. At Man so United. been in the club for a while. Oh yeah, he's, he's absolutely redeveloped What's the whole... Darren Fletcher's role? So he's going to be technical director, oh. which is more... From what I've understood, it's going to be John Murtaugh being the one who's overseeing the overall sporting development... Yeah. But then it's going to be Darren Fletcher. He's going to be the type of guy who's going to be talking with the players about you know selling United basically to them. Um, to the actual player you're going to sign. Go yeah, I, th- I think so. I think that's what I've understood from it. Obviously, it's just a bit of a PR stunt. What the hell's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's role then? 
Well, he's a manager, isn't he? It's, yeah, a, it's a modern day system, and what United have now it's like a it's like a veto system. Right. So in the past, it would have to be the Glazers, Woodward, Solskjaer, and I think either Matt Judge or Richard Arnold, who'd have to then say. If one of them people say no to a player, then the transfer doesn't happen. But is it different now? I think it's going to be different now, where it's going to be... Now your reputation damaged. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, it's, it's... United need to be smart yeah. at the end of the day. And the question is, are they going to be smart? He is, he is a United-style United, United style striker. But like I've said, the damage that was caused last summer with the Sancho move, I think opened a lot more eyes around Europe, especially. Mm. Um, but there again, we, we were getting held over a barrel by Dortmund, over the price, yeah, and we were saying were. no. Yeah, it, well, half of it wasn't your fault, and then the other half was, because of how you dealt with it, you left it to the last minute, really. I mean, mm. you, you submitted the bid early. Yeah. Your first bid early, didn't you? Yeah, and then, just and then they summer. declined it, and then you didn't go back to them for God knows how long. So it's kind of your own fault. Yeah. I love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he, and as well as that, he's a very Real Madrid signing. Galactico, yeah. 100% slots straight in. Mm-hmm. I think Real Madrid have learned from the lessons in signing players like that. Gareth Bale being one of them, Eden Hazard being another. Players that go to the club as a superstar. Mm. And then are completely dead in the water because of how big of a club it is and how brutal it is it's as a United. fan base. It's not like United. Well, no, the, 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 like no United. but the players flopping. Yeah. In some sense, yeah, but their fans are brutal. Oh, man. yeah. Their fans are brutal. They don't des- well, they don't deserve football that they get. No. I can't no. imagine being a Real Madrid manager, uh, fan, sorry. How? Horrible. I've got no one. I know one who I went to school with and he was like he was like them. Like he'd um, remember one year the year that we that he, Ronaldo went over there. Um, Ronaldo's the only one that well, I know that's worked. They were they were giving him shit in the yeah, first season, the saying season, he was a yeah. flop. Yeah, yeah, when he normally had number nine on yeah. the show. Like he was saying, oh no, he's crap. He's crap. No, I want um, what was it, Ricardo Koreshma at the time? And it's like, are you daft? Like they are absolutely deluded. They're like Arsenal fans, yeah. but just times ten. So I think. Um, Madrid have learned from signing Michael Owen as well. <laughs> He's yeah. a, it was an English talent, exactly the same as Harry Kane, not in style of play. Injury prone. Injury prone as well. Like Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, high prospect for English international football, as in gets played pretty much every single game and is reliant on to score their goals. Mm. Goes to the club, mm. does nothing. Culture as well. It is the culture, but you can't really, as a footballer, I hate that. Because as a footballer, you get paid so much money. Mm. Just sit in your flat or sit in your house. You don't need to learn about the culture. <laughs> Turn up on a Saturday, play football, yeah. excite the fans. Players that learn the culture I have respect for, I understand why they do it. Mm. But that's not an excuse for you to be playing rubbish football. I know, but you know, it's about what you eat, isn't it? I mean, if you go from fish and chips and, you know, yeah. mushy peas sausage to and sausage and mash to paella. Yeah. I mean, like, do you remember Rudy when he said that? He said, I'm not, I'm not fucking eating paella. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? system's broken. Yeah, it? exactly. No, I've, I've, like I say, we, we can speak a lot about where he's going to go. As well as where we think he's going to go, a lot of clubs will see Harry Kane as an easier target to get than Mbappe and Holland, mm. who also are both going to be going somewhere this summer. Do you reckon Mbappe will? I can't see that. <sighs> it depends. If 
if Neymar signs a brand new contract, which it sounded like he's going to do, with about 726 different fucking hotels that are in mm. his contracts, it's an absolutely bonkers contract. Mm. Um, I can see him potentially staying. Or it making it difficult to sway him to move. Mm. If Mbappe wants to be up there with the best ever, he needs to move. Yeah, when he needs to go to the, can't, the big four, doesn't he? You can't, yeah, you can't be going your entire career winning the French League. They, they're gonna, they're gonna win a Champions League at some point. Of course they will. But like what? Once every it once they get into a flow of it. Mm. Once every three year, nah. four year, one seventy five probably. Do you think? Yeah, I don't think that. I don't think they're big enough. I think, I think the league itself is only going to attract a certain type of player. They've tried to buy. Champions League football by having Mbappe and Neymar. And to be fair, the most the, when they have been knocked out, usually they've had one and not both. Mm. So Mbappe has been injured or Neymar's been injured. Apart from when we knocked him out. Mm. <laughs> what a night that was. Yeah, that was a good night. But and now I think with PSG, I think it's just a strange club. I mean, obviously the city's got appeal. Uh, they are one of the best teams in Europe and they are going to win the Champions League, as you said, but Every week you're going to be playing against Ross Cleal, Ren, you know, at Montpellier, you know, like the Monaco. Like it's not, you know, box office, is it? Get, it's not box office. Like I say, Hurricane is certainly going to be easier to land for a club than Mbappe and Neymar. So say, for instance, hmm. say, for instance, Haaland is up for sale 100% because he's looking more likely. Hmm. Is like a Chelsea or something like that, if they suddenly fall out of the race because it's too much, mm. is Harry Kane going to be looked more likely? Well, who... Well, right. Who actually needs a centre-forward? Because Chelsea don't need a centre-forward. They've got they just bought Werner for, what, 50, 60 million the year before. Yeah, well, I think they've just got cash to burn. That's what they're looking to do. And, the, and they've gone years and years and years without no trophies, and Abramovich hates it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, okay, let's put Chelsea into the mix. So you've literally, you've got the big, I, I call it the big four in the in the UK right now in England. You've got United, City, Liverpool, Chelsea who are looking for a centre four and you've got in Europe probably Madrid because mm. Bayern, Bayern by a youth prod, prod, you know, prospect. Bayern was, Nah, because obviously Lewandowski is still the best in the world but you've got basically those five teams who are looking for centre forwards and who are the big ones in the market? You've got Kane and Haaland and everyone's and probably Mbappe as well. I think those three clubs, sorry, those five clubs are going to be gagging for those three players. And I think all three of them are going to end up, maybe not Mbappe, but for sure Kane and Harlan are going to end up somewhere. And I think United have got that cash to burn. I know I'm talking as a United fan here, and I am deluded when it comes to United thinking we're bigger than we actually are now. But I just can't see us come the start of next season not having one of Kane and Harlan or Mbappe. I really cannot see it. I think they have to. They have to. To stay, to stay relevant, like I said before. Yeah. No, like, no, it's not relevant. It's the fact that we're second in the league. If Pogba, truth be told... You don't need a striker to get you first. You've got other problems we've got, we've got. No, absolutely. We've got a centre-back problem. We've yeah. got a centre-back problem. You could argue right wing. You could get important. first place by but, covering that position. You don't need a centre-back. Exactly. Player. And if we'd have had Pogba in, uh, injury But then free, again, you sign one of them players and they get you first just off their own back. Like Van Persie, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I think I think City are going to get one of them. I think United are going to get one of them. When you look at Liverpool, they're talking of Suarez. 
Chelsea have Werner, Real have Benzema. Mm. They're not in desperate need, but City and United are desperately in need of a centre-forward, and I think they're going to splurge a cash out front. Yeah. So I think it's one of those two. I think PSG should do what every single football fan in the world wants to see. Sign Holland and have Neymar left wing. Holland down the middle and Mbappe right wing. Mate. Wow. That sounds like a wet dream, doesn't it? That's FIFA ultimate team, yeah, isn't it? it is. It's literally ultimate team. Like, that's just mad. Wow. They, they'd win everything. Yeah, of course they would. It's just frustrating. Imagine them in like... It's just frustrating that they're in France. Exactly. And not like in Premier League. Premier League or Spain. Like, yeah. imagine... Even, or even Germany. Like, imagine. PSG, if you are listening, please do that for all football fans. No, no, you're all world. right. You're all right. You're all right. Um, but yeah, going back to it, Hurricane, like I say, I think will sign for one of them clubs. I'd love to see him at United. I would. Because I want him to do well. Just because he's English. And I think it'll propel him... Playing for the biggest club in England. No, I'm not saying that. Say it. No. Say it. I think it'll it propel him um, on an international scale as well. Of course it would. Under Ole, is he a better manager than Mourinho? Probably not. But the club's definitely better. Hmm. Speaking of Mourinho, I think that's another reason why he will... Um, why he will leave Spurs because Mourinho's just dead in water now. Oh, he's gone. He's going to be Portugal manager after this. I've got a feeling he's going to go international. I'd love him as England manager. I was going to say, I think I could see him as an England manager. He's too defensive, but I'd love him as an England manager just to say it's happened. I, honestly, though, Southgate is crap. That's another topic, though. We'll, we'll get on to that later. That's, yeah, talking about internationals. Um, but no. yeah, like, I don't know. It makes. City saying that they're going to sign Danny Ings. If City walk out of summer going mm. into next season with not one of the big three who are up for sale, as in Holland, Kane, Mbappe, mm. and they walk into next season with no Aguero but Danny Ings, where does that put them? Still winning the title by 20 points because of that. Why though? <laughs> They're buying the league. They're buying the league as it is. Mm. Let's be honest. Yeah, of course they are. That's why they are. And it's exciting to see because I lo- this year I've liked watching Pep do mm. what he's done. Mm. It's been been different to every other season that they've won the league. As in, he's had to change things with injuries and things like that. Mm. City, like Cancelo, that whole Cancelo yeah. thing. Is... But for for the first time in ages, City played unbelievable without De Bruyne. Mm. Or without Aguero. Well, look at look at Gundogan. How he's well, Gundogan's been. We've said we've said this in the podcast before. Gundogan's been one of them players that's been there or thereabouts every year. Like, it, it performs perfect more or less every single year, but sits on the bench. You know what it is. You know what it is with Gundogan. He's he's finally taken on board what I told him. Have you ever have, have I ever told him yeah, the story? I think you have told me the story, but tell the podcast. <laughs> right. So. Uh, I lived in Germany before coming up to Newcastle and uh, lived in Cologne, which is like not far from Dortmund. So Halloween one year, I think it was like the year, literally the summer before he signed for City, he was uh, he was in this club and I'm seeing him absolutely pissed out of my head. And I go, shit, that's Gundogan. So I literally go to him 
and like proper fanboy. I said, mate, I don't want to disturb you United out, but I'm like a massive fan and I want you to come to United. I'll come to Manchester. And he says, oh yeah, mate, don't worry, I'm coming to Manchester next year. And I'm thinking, shit, yeah, he's coming United. Because we were really linked with him. Yeah. So I ended up putting 30 quid on him coming to United and then he just pied us off and got to City. So, and I said to him, he's going to be the best midfielder in world football. And you know what? He let me down, but he's starting to fulfil that. He? He's getting close to it, I have to admit. That's like when uh, Rubinho signed for City and thought we were going to United. It wasn't it Chelsea, though? Or was it? No, no, it wasn't. Rub- no, it's no right. Rubinho signed for City when they started getting loads and loads of money. Oh, yeah, because he went Manchester United. Yeah, he went to City and like... Turned up in it all blue. He's like, they're all blue. And he was like, hey, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> so, yeah, in terms of the hurricane thing, I don't know. I really don't know what's going to happen. Mourinho, like we've said, is dead in the water. Mm. It seems like his time... He's on borrowed time at the minute. Mm. At Spurs, he needs to win <laughs> something, really. I don't even know if he's in... Uh, I mean, no, they got knocked out of Europe. Yeah, they got, out, they got knocked out by... Um, they must be in some that, kind of that trust. Was thinking, that was um, Joe Hart, wasn't it, when, when he Wait. said that when someone's taken over the social media team for yeah. posting job done when they got beat. What an idiot. Yeah. What a clown. Yeah. Nah, they're in, they're in, they're they're dead in the water, Tottenham. At the end of the day, yeah. I think I think you're gonna see the top four stay the same now. You think? Mm. I don't think anyone's breaking in that top four now. That's Liverpool? It. Nah, no chance. Liverpool are absolutely fucked. Liverpool are gonna spend big this summer because they're gonna get rid of Salah. I reckon. They're, I reckon they they're gonna get Sancho. Right. I can see Sancho going to Liverpool. Maybe even going for Suarez. Um. Then challenger next year, falling short, or or if they don't get Europe, obviously the money, they're gonna sign F all, and be fucked. I really do reckon Liverpool are in a big trouble at the minute because Klopp won't stay there for long. Because mm. I think the fact that he likes a project, he, he likes a project, but also is, I think it's something with the German culture when, when you do something for someone. And you get them to a certain level. Like, what what Klopp's done, he's brought a trophy back to Liverpool mm. for, well, what, 20, 30 years. Now he's won the title and they've had a blip this season. Fans, even Liverpool fans are turning on him. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm not saying they're right and that, that's not the majority, but there's a large portion of Liverpool fans are saying Klopp out. Mm. And it's like, what are you on about? Like, he's brought you all this glory. That he's brought you your highest moment in football, probably, in, well, in your lifetime. Stick with your manager, and I think that's going to insult him. And I, I honestly reckon if you don't make top four and they have a bad start to the season, he'll resign. I genuinely would put money on it. I think if he resigns when the season started, it'll make him look worse than when he, if he resigned at the end of the season this year. You never know, he might have a sabbatical. I, 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 um, I he said adamantly that he's, he's not planning on leaving. He loves the club. Of course he loves the club. It's a great club. Yeah. And I'm saying that as a United fan. Yeah. It's a great club. But, you know, the the, the owners are not the best. He's, They've got no money. F- for years as well, I've always said this about Klopp, he's always fell into this... I don't really know how to put it. He's always fell into this like phenomenon of I want to be the next Bill Shankly. Mm. And like everyone's been the same, saying, "Oh, it's is is the next Bill Shankly." Even bloody, what's his face on Sky Sports News? The old guy, Great Sunes. That's the one. That fucking yeah. fossil. Yeah. Um, saying, "Oh yeah, he's the next Bill Shankly." All this lot, like he's bringing the same attitude and things like that. 
it's like I don't get that. You know, like I don't know what this obsession is in football. He's the new Alex Ferguson. He's the new Cristiano Ronaldo. He's the new. It's memory, isn't it? That's why fans. That's yeah, that's football. I know, but he's not the Bill Shankly. He's, he's bloody Jurgen Klopp. Like at the end of the day, but is that good enough now going forward? Like, he's a great manager, but he burns players out, and I think you're gonna see the same with Oli. He burns players out. Well, it seems like we're getting onto a different topic here, so we'll we'll continue on. Who do you think will replace Klopp then if Klopp left? Allegri. Oh. Allegri. Although he's too oh. defensive. What an awful uh, <laughs> I don't know. Who's, who's available? Jagelsmann or Nagelsmann or whatever. Nagelsmann. That awful manager. Julian Nagelsmann. Oh, no, I rate him, mate. I think he's uh, doing a great job at Leipzig. Um, he's actually the one I would have at United yeah. if, if uh, we actually got one. I don't you know. know. I tipped for the Liverpool job. Before they won the title, it must have been six months before Tuchel. I knew you were going to say why because you just you just named three Germans, well including Klopp. Klopp, yeah. Is that why? No, <laughs> because no, like for like replacement. No, Tuchel, Tuchel at the time was doing really well at Dortmund, mm. and Dortmund had the same philosophy of what Liverpool had. They like the high press counter attacking football. Should I tell you the next Liverpool manager is going to be? You dare say Marcelo so Bielsa and I'll kill you. No. All right. Stevie G. Stevie G, yeah. I mean, Stevie I was saying G. this the other day. Who was I saying this to? I can't remember. We're seeing a new age of managers where they they finish their career mm. and they either go down one or two routes, punditry or managing, mm. right? Ages and ages ago, managing... You're a club legend, we get that, and we want you to get your badges, and we'll pay for you to get the badges, mm. but we want you to manage it lower down. Nicky st- Walk, right? That's exactly. Like- Stevie G did that, mm. then saw the opportunity to go to Rangers, which is fine. Lampard did Derby, mm. got given the job of a lifetime to go to Chelsea. So- if If the Chelsea job for Lampard would have ended any different to what it did, he went on a terrible runner form. He fell out with the fans. Mm. He fell out massively with Abramovich. Mm. Lost the dressing room completely. His career would be so damaged. Oh, yeah, of course. And he wouldn't get another job. Well, would, he would get another job. It, but like West Ham. Yeah. That type be, of stuff, it'd yeah. It'd be... Sorry, Evan. About West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. No. But I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, Forward player. Stevie G's cracked it by going to Rangers... But it's fucking Farmers League. It's not. No, I don't know. He's 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 won the title. No, no. But he's it is a Farmers he's League. Won the, yes, he's, he's won, won the, the title yeah, over has, Celtic. Yeah, he's literally dominated. Yeah, you're right. But he's also fucking playing Motherwell three times a season. Tell you what, came from a Farmers League and he did a pretty alright job. Oh, Alex Solskjaer. No. Oh yeah. How about Alex Ferguson? Ferguson? Yeah. <laughs> and Alex Ferguson will also tell you it were a Farmers League. It's right. Okay. It's a, it's a farmer's league. Of course are, you it is. T- are you telling me it's as strong as the Premier League? Absolutely not. Right. They should merge it together. No, they shouldn't. No, I'd love that. I'd love that. It like, UK... No, I would actually love that. Well, why is Swansea and Cardiff potentially in the Premier League and then Scotland... Like, Scotland, two two best teams in Scotland, Rangers and Celtic. Well, because the Welsh League's nowhere near as good. Exactly. I think there's only, like, four teams in Wales. I'd be surprised. But that's what I'm saying. He's done a, he's done a really mm. good job. Rangers have gone with our trophy for years. They've beat Celtic, which is class. Mm. It's a farmers league. Mm. They've got two hard games. I think I think they played each other twice. They might play each other like four times. I can't remember. Probably. Um 
they've got one hard game every season, and that's between Selic. And yeah, yeah. No, nah, to be argue, fair, like your Aberdeens and things like that, but come off it. But look what Javad's done with Rangers in the Europa League. He's gotten this far. Yeah, they're out now. I know they're out now, but he's gotten to the beating quarterfinal. Yeah, I mean, like they got Rangers. Is that, is that not just because it's like, wow, we've won the league, we are a really fantastic team? Is it like false hope kind of thing? I don't think it is. I think he seems a pretty good manager, you know. And I you don't, know, I don't, I don't, I'm not denying he won't do a good job. Talking about great. English players who've now become managers, Wayne Rooney, Derby now. What do you reckon? Yeah, about him? Derby are actually doing. Like it's, I've said this before. Oh, you just you I just now. Not, yeah, I could not give a fuck about championship anymore. Uh, is, that, is that is that is that how you I feel? Leeds are out of it. Championship have lost its asset. I don't care. Lost their asset. <laughs> I don't care. Couple of years time, you'll be back down there. Well, fair enough. No, um, <laughs> nah, I reckon I reckon Rooney will do all right. You know, as manager. I hope so. I think Rooney, I think Rooney would be a good manager. Yeah, I do. He's we'll very see. outspoken about a lot of things, so I can imagine he pisses a lot of people off. Mm. But like Fergie? Nah. But not obviously as good. Fergie were an excellent man manager. Yeah, and he I knew how really Yeah, he, 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 he would be the type of person who'd scream at, uh, scream at a, you know, a, a reporter in a press conference and then buy him a bottle of wine the week after and invite him over after the game. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he'd give him a bit of good press. Yeah. Like he would li- Fergie is the godfather of football. Like he had them all literally around his finger and he, everyone was shit scared of him even managers Wenger Wenger's in his pocket do you remember when Fergie first came onto the scene yeah. it, was a, well, it was a few years after when I first watched him football and he was really really bad at doing press conferences mm. really bad with the media mm. or like awfully bad mm. and then literally within a year changed it around he was like one of the best mm. I, I don't like to rim bloody Fergie but that's good he's, he's the best He's just the best, mate. Like, there's no, you'll never ever see a manager like I, that. I really want Marcelo Bielsa to start speaking English. Yeah, I don't get that. Do you reckon he actually speaks English for the players? Yeah, he, does. he speaks. He speaks mild English. The reason why he don't want to speak to the media is so because he don't want to like fuck it up and, mis- and get misinterpreted. Misinterpreted. How long do you reckon Bielsa will stay at Leeds? Being honest, not not what you hope, what you think. I, I hope forever. Um... <laughs> I think he's got one more season in him. And I think then is the right time to get rid. And get a new fresh. And get someone else in. Hopefully by that time we're in Europe. I think we'll push for Europe next year. And that's been serious. I think you've got the money. As serious as serious, I think. Have you got the money? Yeah. Yeah, then yeah. I won't, be bo- I won't be bothered if we don't. If next year we don't push for Europe, I don't think we'll be that bothered. We'll be bothered. Nah, I won't be bothered because it's second six season syndrome. I'll mm. be happy if we finish where we are mm. this year, next season. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Who? How long has uh, that owner been at been, been at Leeds now? Uh, like four years. Tell you what, I'm gonna call it. You know how everyone was talking about Newcastle United getting bought out. We're not getting bought out. You will. In the next ten years, you'll be bought out and you'll be the new city. I hope so, like... No, you will be. Because Leeds, Leeds is... I've massive. always said this, I don't want... I'd love that. I'd love the money, and I'd love the trophies, but I... I yeah, you kind of... I get off that Leeds United... I get off at the fact that Leeds United used to be shit, mm. and now they're fucking sick. I get off. <laughs> what, are they? Fucking sick. Are they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. What, where are you at the table right now? Like, 13. <laughs> is that fucking sick? Yeah. Oh, bless you. Anything this year 
Well, we could be fucking where you where well, we could be where you know Newcastle United are, yeah. and I'd be happy. Yeah, I would be happy as long as if it weren't as close as what it is, because then I'd be seriously squeaky bum tight. Mm. I'd be a nervous wreck, mm. as in like sleepless nights and stuff. Let's let's we're, we're coming dangerously close to Newcastle United, yeah. and I think we spoke be, about that. We yeah, spoke about that last week. That could be bloody hours. Then so yeah, yeah, I. Back to Harry Kane. I know that we're a long time ago and we've kind of gone on a tangent. That's the whole point, isn't it? <laughs> Mourinho's dead in the water. Kane's got no trophies yet. He's clearly looking for trophies because he's said numerous, numerous times that he wants to be on the same level as Messi and Mbappe um, mm. and Ronaldo. Sorry. Mm. He's an easier prospect for clubs to sign if their first target is Mbappe and Holland and they get told no. All the cash doesn't stretch that far. Mm. I think he'll go Madrid or City. Yeah, yeah. I don't I think say. I don't. I, I seriously don't think United have the pulling power. They do. I don't. They I don't do. think they do. Not they do. It's not. No, they do have the pulling power, mate. Like, and at the end I of the think, day, I think they do have the pulling power with. with it's getting it over the line. Yeah, That's I think the they have the pulling power with the likes of Mbappe and Holland because of massive signings, as in to the commercially to the point where they'll be like, right, if we fuck this, mm. we're done. Yeah. Shirt sales and things like that. Obviously, mm. saying Harry Kane will sell fucking hell a lot of shirts, but mm. you could you could enter Kane into the same category as Sancho, as in he brings a lot to the club, but you still need a decent team around him. Mm. And it's I quick. think we have got a decent team. Yeah, oh yeah. I think Harry Kane goes in your team. You're title challenging, hundred percent. Yeah, and then you add, let's say, Paul Torres, and then you. But you, the thing is. If you sign a Kane, City will sign an Mbappe. Exactly. And they'll just continue oh. going. I they, think they're not going to ever be second best in the City, I'm telling you now. City? City, I'm They will. They, they I think, no, nah, I think they will. I think I think there's going to be, if United do it right, I think if they start backing the manager, actually seeing where we are and seeing how close we are, and we are close now. We are close to challenging and winning a title. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably say we're the second close, well, Chelsea as well. But we're very, very close. I think if we back the manager and sign one of those three, Kane, Haaland, Mbappe, yeah. United are going to be in a very, very good position. I'm not going to say we're going to win the league, but I think there's a good chance. And I think what's going to happen, and I think what you're going to see in the next five years is that Manchester, I'm saying Manchester as in City and United, are going to dominate. Yeah. And I think it's going it's to be... It's going that way now, isn't it, kind of? Yeah, I think, I think the title is just going to go between United and City and then... Sometimes the Liverpool, sometimes the Chelsea. I think you're going to start seeing that. Yeah, I agree. Um, obviously, it's an international break. There's no club football on at all. Oh, before you go on to this, I've just had a thought. Go Imagine on. you get Haaland at City yeah. or United and then Mbappe at the other one. And you've got Haaland Fine and Mbappe at both United well, and that's City. Like, that's like the next best thing to having them in the same team. Well, yeah. It's like Messi and Ronaldo, isn't it? I could see them both coming to England. Mate, if they come to England, anyone arguing that the Premier League is not the best league in the world already is absolutely deluded. Oh, it is. It's it got is. Leeds United and Marshall of Bielsa, isn't it? We're the best league in the world. Hey, I'd tell you what, though. What? <laughs> you absolute fucking crap, mate. You need to get your head a wobble. <laughs> nah, it's, it's first season syndrome. I'm enjoying it. Really? We need to sort out our set pieces. That 
fucking annoy me at Fulham. That were a great result at Fulham. Mm. Obviously, we've not really spoke about it. It was a great result at Fulham. We continue to concede from set pieces. Mm. And as much as I love Bielsa, he's got to pull his finger out of his backroom staff and say, yo, like, come on. Mm. Sort it. All the time. It, literally. All the time. Like we can't know. score them mm. and we can't defend them. Mm. We're literally open play, score goal in mer- merchants. No, absolutely. I think if you you get but you get that everywhere now. I think the I think football's kind of changed. Where I don't know. I've seen it a lot more in the last year or two. Where people have set piece like you know how you usually have like systems in place where you know you're going to stand in this position. You're going to make that run on um on a set piece. You're not seeing that now. I think there's just complete disregard for it. Yeah. I think it's just like right FIFA FIFA football basically mm. back and forth. Yeah, it's frustrating. Um, while we're on it, do you want to quickly talk about? Gareth Southgate, the absolute clown, mm. and his England team selection. Oh, oh, for the for the lack of yeah, please. I mean, me. so I can vent my anger on Bamford. I mean, I think that's a piss take. Yeah, I think um, who was it who come out and said that uh, Bamford was getting what's it? Um, the fact that that he didn't that he didn't play for a big side cost him his English spot. And you know what? I wouldn't even wouldn't even disagree they, with that. Put, sorry, they put Ollie Watkins in instead. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Well, this is going to be what's it for me. I think Gareth Southgate... So here's the one for you before you start. Mm. Do you think that this England squad now... I'm going to just search it now. Mm. Do you think that this England squad that I'm about to read to you Mm. is going to be the one that goes to the Euros? Euros, Right, hold on a second. So, we have... Goalkeepers, Dean Henderson, mm. Sam Johnston, Nick Pope. Mm. Defenders, Ben Chilwell, Connor Cody, Eric Dyer, Reese James, Harry Maguire, Tyrone Mings, Luke Shaw, John Stones, Kieran Trippier, Kyle Walker. We'll Where's Aaron Wambasaka? We'll go for the we'll go for the defensive section mm. first, right? So mm. missing from that, obviously Pickford. Yeah. Which I'm not that. He's injured. Yeah, but I'm not that bothered by him. Is England's number one? Mm. Is England's number one? I'd arguably put Nick Pope in. That selection of goalkeepers, I'm actually not too bad about. Yeah, you've got Henderson. I spoke to the lads from home and says that uh, Woodman from Swansea, you probably won't know him as a championship player, is on loan from Newcastle. Right. He's literally one of the best young goalkeepers I've ever seen. Really? He's ridiculously good. Yeah. I think he should have at least been in maybe just sit on bench and just get a bit of excitement. Oh, I think it's a bit too early that, but... Yeah, but... Exactly you're right. not telling me... Well, to be fair... You've got Dean Henderson. We're playing San Marino, Albania and Poland just for the... Mm. As much as we hate fucking international breaks. Important. It's the ball winner. These are... I think they're all World Cup qualifiers. So, yeah, then there's the defensive section of... Ben Chilwell, Connor Cody, Eric Dyer, Reese James, Harry Maguire, Tyrone Mings, Luke Shaw, John Stones, Kieran Trippier, Carl Walker. Mm. To me, there's no one there that stands out that makes me think you don't deserve to be there. John Stones definitely does. Luke Shaw does. Luke Shaw's best defender in the league. Luke Shaw does. No Trent. Obviously, I'm, not, I'm aware he's been a bit shit this year. I know Wan Bissaka, and I think that's a bit of a piss take because since January, him. He's got the second highest output. Connor Cody, I feel like, gets him because he's a good personality. Mm. 
Eric Dyer. Crap. How? Crap. Um, ben Chilwell's good. Reese James is excellent. Harry Maguire deserves to be there. Tyron Mings deserves to be there. Kieran Trippier. I don't watch La Liga football, so I don't know. But I mean, I'm aware he's. I'm aware he's pretty good. Is he better than? Ambasaka. I don't think so. He's experienced though. Yeah. Who do you think? Um, who do you think's going to partner Harry Maguire? Because obviously Harry Stones. Do you reckon Stones or do you reckon Tyron Mings? Yeah. Stones. Uh, you'd, you'd obviously say Stones, but I just think Mings is pretty good, pretty solid. Yeah. Let's move on to the the midfield part because this is where it starts getting interesting. For you. <laughs> We've all talked about this in the group chat. Come on, then. The, the the forwards is where it starts getting interesting for me and where I'm starting to lose my head. Go on, then. Um, midfielders. Jude Bellingham deserves to be there. Excellent talent. Phil Foden should not miss a single minute for England for the rest of his life. Yeah, it's class. Jesse Lingard. Fair enough. No. No, fair enough. Mason please. Mount deserves to be there. Calvin Phillips deserves to be there. Declan Rice deserves to be there. Ward Prowse. I don't understand. Right, Jesse Lingard, let's address it first. Jesse Lingard or James Ward Prowse has been replaced by Jaden Sancho. Think of it like that. Mm. Who's not injured? He's not in... Wait, what? Yeah. See, that just shows how much I give a crap about. Jaden Sancho is not injured. And he's, he's not been injured. playing. He's not been playing great, I have to admit, but. He's definitely England's one one of best England, England's best talents, right? Absolutely. James Madison should be in there, but he's injured. Mm. So is Jack Grealish. As is Hendo. Which is why I think that Jesse Lingard and James Ward-Prowse have got in. Oh yeah. Forwards, Calvert Lewin deserves to be there. Harry Kane isn't going to miss a minute. Rashford doesn't want to miss a minute. Deserves a minute. Deserves to be there, but let me go on to that in a minute. Saka. Deserves to be there. Raheem Sterling deserves to be there. Ollie Watkins. Fucking hell. <laughs> Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins. <laughs> it's fucking Ollie Watkins. What the fuck? I understand why he's there. He probably deserves the call up. But over who? So let me go into this first. Rashford and Saka are both being called up to the England squad and are injured. With a knock, yep. Saka. Uh, Saka actually picked up his injury after the last game Arsenal played I can't remember mm. who they played Rashford's been injured for a while and carrying an injury and all carrying season. an injury all season mm. give him a fucking break mm. we're going to an international break that no one cares about yes they are qualifiers they're more important than a friendly match they are. they are yeah of course yeah Albania San Marino Poland's our hardest game I mean, yeah, right, fair enough, Poland, but if, I'm sorry, but if you cannot win a game against Albania... Watch and beat us now. What? Watch and beat us now. Right, yeah, probably will. No one knows, but you know what? If the, if we can't win a game with with the players we've got, even our second team, then we're doing something wrong. Right, so let me now run. Go on. Press conference comes out. Southgate decides to go into detail why Bamford didn't get in over Ollie Watkins. I, w- I want to actually find what he said because it's just frustrating. You remember talking of figuring uh, Gareth Southgate and what an incompetent manager he is. Yeah. I mean, do you remember what happened with uh, Mason Greenwood at the beginning of the season? Greenwood? Why is Greenwood not there? Exactly. 
I just realised Greenwood's not there. Yeah, you got Greenwood, you got Sancho. No, but do you remember what he did with Greenwood yeah. for early on the season? He's obviously an 18-year-old kid at the time. Mm. United have been protecting him from going on press conferences. Well, there's all this as well with Mourinho and the exact same thing um, with Mourinho and Kane. Basically, Mourinho kicked off at Southgate and said, basically, don't play him every single minute because I need him fit. Which is It's fair enough, but it's a fucking footballer. Like. Yeah, exactly. You need to do that. But what he did with Greenwood, after the whole Harry Maguire thing mm. in Greece... First press press conference back, he puts Greenwood in there. An eighteen year old kid who's not done a press conference in the pack. It's like apparently United lost their with South he's he has got fucking no clue. I think that's what you get with being an international manager though, like I said last night. Mm. Can you imagine being an international manager? Like I you play shit. one game every so often. Yeah. Like I can, I can kinda of understand that. Anyway, going to Patrick Bamford. There we go. So part of the reason he didn't get into the squad, according to Gareth Southgate. Ollie Watkins' is pressing football is better. His runs in behind are better. Um, and then he said a lot of other things that are just complete shit. Right. Patrick Bamford this season, the majority of his goals are in behind. In behind, yeah. Right, I think he's got like two-headed goals or something like that. The majority of his goals is runs in behind. Leeds United, I think you'll agree, is the best pressing team in the Premier League currently. We go for 90 minutes and press and yeah. press and press. Yeah, do. Constantly. What is Southgate going on about? Why on earth has Ollie Watkins got in over Patrick Bamford? I think if you want to get into Southgate's way of thinking, I think oh. you need to have a psychology degree yeah. because he is an absolute frigging nutcase. I just, don't, I just don't understand it. I, no, just I, don't do, that. I cannot get my head But right. not even Bamford, man. Like You've got Sancho, Jaden Sancho, who... I know he's not, as you said, been playing great all season. He's he's one of the best young players in world football and he's so talented he could change a game in a minute. Yeah. Like, I know you got obviously Sterling and Rashford, he's not probably not gonna start, but like you have him over Bamford because we've got Calvert Lewin and we've got obviously starting Gary Kane. Mm. So you don't really need that third striker, but Bamford would be great for England because he offers the he offers the same but kind of different to what Kane offers. As in... He's a target, but... He's a target, man. He loves it feet. to play to his yeah. feet, but he can also get it spin and get him behind. Yeah. I can understand, and please don't think for a second that this is me going full on, get Ollie, Walk- get Ollie Watkins oh. out. Mm. Because Ollie Watkins is great. He's a good player. He's coming yeah, from the championship. Good. He's definitely Premier League level. Yeah. Look at the stats. Mm. Bamford's... Fourth top goal scorer in the league, I think. Ollie Watkins is nowhere near. Ollie Watkins is a better player because Jack, Jack, because Jack, Jack Grealish plays. Jack Grealish is not in this England squad. So back to the question I'll ask you. Hmm. Do you think that the team that's been selected this time will be the team that goes to the Euros? No, definitely not. Definitely not. What's Why? The Why? I think players are going to come back from injury, for one. Yeah, so forgetting that obviously Grealish is going to come in 100%. And Sancho is going to come in. I don't think Henderson could... Why? He's not played all season. He's played like three games all season. Yeah, to be fair, you probably... Yeah, you probably get away with... He doesn't deserve to come in off form. He deserves to come in as in like he's a captain and things like that. Shall I tell you what I think the interesting choice is going to be? Foden versus Grealish. Yeah. That's going to be one because you've got... every single minute. You, I, I would seriously, no word of a lie... I would rather play Foden at like centre back or something like that to mean that he gets in the squad. Really? Do you think he's that good? 
You I, can't not play Foden. I mean, he's been meant for, for for obviously City all season, but like, it's always Grealish. Like Grealish, Grealish has been class. Well, this is why I think he's brought Ollie Watkins in because as soon as Ollie Watkins settles into that England team, mm. that to me says that bringing in Ollie Watkins says to me that Grealish starts every single game in Euros. Mm. Because if if Watkins settles in, we're we're sound because Grealish starts every single game. It also says to me that he's planning on using Ollie Watkins as a sub if he settles in because as soon as Ollie Watkins comes on instead of Kane, Kane's not scoring in a match against uh, who've we got? Czech Republic mm. in in the Euros. That's one of our group stage games. Mm. Kane doesn't score in. 60 minutes, mm. bring Kane off, bring Ollie Watkins on. It's exactly the same for Jack Grealish as club football. Mm. No changes. Mm. So that's why I think he's brought him in. To be fair, that's probably then showing that Grealish is probably going to start. It does. Because, because I've got I've struck down a team here where I think would be starting. Mm. I think Henderson in goal. I think Henderson's playing regularly for United now. And I think he's been doing well. So I think he will actually get first choice. I can't see anyone else getting him but Nick Pope. But yeah. Well, Nick Pope, obviously, but I think Henderson is going to be close. And I think At the minute, to... I think Dean Henderson's third choice. Do you? Right. Well, anyway, I, I put Henderson because I'm obviously biased. Yeah. Uh, Reese James, right back. Maguire and Jones, centre back. Luke Shaw, left back. If, if Phil Jones. Oh, but you have, did I just say Phil Jones? Phil Jones. Did I just say Phil Jones? <laughs> John, John Stones. Stones. <laughs> John, sorry, John Stones. Um, I'm just thinking Phil Jones here because I've got Maguire, Jones and Shaw and I, I don't know what's happening here. Um, yeah, obviously John Stones, Maguire, centre-back, Luke Shaw. If Chilwell starts over Shaw, then honestly he needs to... You know, start one Masaka over Richard. James? I would, but obviously not going to happen. So, I like James. Yeah, he's a good player. I think centre mid is going to be difficult. I think Declan Rice is starting. Going to be starting, 100%. I've put Phillips in. I think you get two defensive-minded midfielders because, well, Southgate likes that 3-5-2. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to go for a 4-2-3-1. Sorry. Well, yeah, or a 4-2-1-3, probably more like. Um, with Reece, well, Rice, Phillips, centre mid. Then... Either Grealish or Foden in ten, mm. which you can you got arguments for both, and then I think the front three picks itself, doesn't it? Kane, Rashford, Sterling. Or yeah, what, I mean, what do you say I'd I'd personally go three back. Mm. I'd go Pope. Depends. I'd go five. I'd go five back or three back. If we're gonna go five back, I'd go Shaw. Jones, Maguire, Wambasaka centre back. You just said Jones again. <laughs> Stones. Yeah. You put it in my head. Stones. Yeah. Reese James, right back. Mm. So I'd do five back. And then right. two being wing backs. Right. We've seen this year that Reese James and Luke Shaw play as right as wing backs mm. rather than just you're out and out left back and right back. Yeah. I'd go Declan Rice over Calvin. Yeah, I agree. Declan Rice brings a lot more to the table. Um, are you partners with Declan Rice that's the thing there's no one really I think them. you play I think Mason Mount's got to play you can't somewhere. play 7 mid though in the middle of the park or you're doing with like a 3 yeah like so I Barcelona. think I think Mason Mount's got to get in Foden's got to get in Grealish has got to get in God knows how you're going to do it Kane I wouldn't play Sterling personally I think Sterling would be better off the bench hmm 
It's it's a topic for a completely different. I, day I tell you both. what, though, I think the fact that we can have this argument and have the quality and strength and depth that England actually have at the minute with the young talent is class. I think I think we're due a World Cup. We've said well. I've been reading loads that this is like the new golden generation and things like that. I don't. I don't think we're far off, and I think it's going to get better. I was saying. I was saying yesterday to Marcus that the. Can I see Gareth Southgate be a manager for the next ten years? Absolutely not. No. Not but, I think he's a perfect manager for now. Mm. He's very very good at inclusion and bringing the players together massively. Mm. The semi-final that we had in the World Cup has helped us out massively every single player that now steps into that team knows what it was like pretty mm. much mm. every player that's coming into the team has players there that tell, tell them what it was like mm. it's good bringing the youth in as in for the next few years it's going to be perfect for De- uh, for Southgate to create that inclusion yeah. the thing that we're missing from the golden generation Scholes, Lampard, Gerard, Beckham. Mm. There was too much rivalry in the dressing room. Yeah, of course. There was the United side, and this is said loads by, yeah, by yeah. Gerard and things like that. United, Chelsea, Liverpool. There was a United side of the dressing room. There was a Chelsea side of the dressing room. There's not now. Mm. Mate, I watched a video yesterday. There was Luke Shaw and Phil Foden, mm. like, having a laugh together. They're like, should be rivals. Of course. So, yeah, I think... I think that's a good place to end. Obviously, I don't want to go into loads of detail about Gareth Southgate because, to be honest with you, we're playing San Marino, Albania, in Poland. Like, let's discuss it. Let's do a full episode towards. I do. I, I I agree, but I just think there's one thing that's got to be said. Football's coming up. Yeah, let's say football is coming up. I'd love that. <laughs> oh, what a summer that would be after COVID. Yeah, I don't think I'd survive. No. On that note. Yeah. See you next time. Yeah. <laughs> Right, thank you very much for joining us this week on the Post Match Pint podcast. Um, hopefully, as I said at the start, we were we're now starting to get into it a bit more. Um, a few of the lads are going to be meeting um, together. I think it flows better rather than on a Teams meeting on right. Zoom on things like that. It's better being in person. We can take the piss out of each other more, to be honest with you. Which is what we want to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Um, if you want to follow us on all social media platforms at postmatchpintpod and at postmatchpint1. Oh, also, before we go, we're on Apple Podcasts now. That's a big one, that. Yeah, it is. Massive. Um, so if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, welcome. Hello. It's a bit, bit weird to say that right at the end. It is. Hi there. Hi. Um, so if you are listening to Apple Podcasts, please leave us uh, a review um, and a little comment. We'd love that. Um, Grow the page. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Cheers, mate. See you next, See you next time. time. Goodbye. See you then. <laughs>